I'm nice. And I'm naughty. And, and we're, we're both 40. 40. We're going to tell you how it really is. From our perspective. Tune in on Sundays at 2 p.m. As we dish on topics we're sure you can relate to. Welcome to another episode of Nice, Naughty, and 40. Though it's not a part of our podcast name, Michelle and I are both proud women who've taken long journeys to get to where we are right now. Yes. Yes. So in recognizing Women's History Month, we want to discuss our history as we share open letters with ourselves right here on the podcast in a two-part episode. First, on our childhood and then as young adults. Yes. <laughs> well, semi-open letters okay, time. Okay. <laughs> there are a few things that we need to keep in our personal journals for now, okay? You know, you're you're right about that. You're right about that, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> so before we get into sharing a few snapshots of our history as women, um, if you're listening, uh, if you're a new listener, please make sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. That's right. That's right. Everywhere. (laughs) We also have um, plenty of episodes to give you a chuckle and make you think. So be sure to check them out, too. Yes. So, Michelle, I was thinking that before we get into these letters to ourselves, that we should initially give that little snapshot of who we were as children uh, through our own eyes and not necessarily (laughs) how we think others perceived us right now. Uh, So, you know, maybe seven, eight or even 10 years old, Michelle, who who was that seven, eight, 10 year old Michelle? <laughs> you know, maybe use a few words to describe yourself, you know. Totally different from me now. <laughs> I was very shy. Okay. Um, too kind hearted. Mm. Um, you know, but I still had that where I was willing to try new things. Okay. Um, like as far as like even joining the drill team, even though I was shy and I had no rhythm, I tried it, <laughs> but you know, um, and um, I was the only child up to 14. Yeah. So, you know, it was just different, like being the only kid. So I used to talk to my Cabbage Patch doll. Yes, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, at school, though, I was shy. I did have friends. Mm-hmm. Well, now I would kind of, I don't know if they were friends. Um, okay. Because I think they were my friends mm-hmm. because I was always willing to share. Like yeah. anything I had, I would give to them. Wow. So, we, we definitely have that in common. You know yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why two peas of a pod. <laughs> Is that how you say it? I don't know. But yeah, peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still remember getting, oh, I got a spanking um, mm. for buying friendship. Oh, I used to have a bunch of the uh, My Little Pony um, mm-hmm. miniature little horses. Yes. And I would give them out to my so-called friends, you uh-huh. know, just for being my friend, mm-hmm. you know. And I still remember this teacher, Miss Pratt. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, at Bernie. She was so decent. But she caught me. And she called my mom. Uh, she took back about seven My Little Ponies from, from my classmates. Oh. And uh, told all their parents um, or moms or whatever. And I remember my mom telling me to never buy friendship, mm. like those things. But it's like those things were 
material to me and yeah. people were more important. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you if you be my friend for the day, oh, you know. Michelle, I, I, I feel, you know, I've said that phrase so many times. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. So, you know, only with certain things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like toys. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever's a little my little pony or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, I if I can remember correctly, I think that they may have been mad at me for a little bit because we all got into trouble. Mm-hmm. But I think they still are my friends after. Yeah. You know, That's good. I use the word loosely mm-hmm. friends, you know, because <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> it was just weird. Oh, and then I have another story about okay. Michelle real quick about who she was. Okay. <laughs> I remember my mom was eating an orange one night, right? It was in the evening. I'm not sure why she was eating an orange. But I come in the kitchen and I'm like, I have this frightened face mm-hmm. and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, mom. Um, is that's the last orange? <laughs> so she was like, "Yeah, I said I I needed that orange for school tomorrow." So she's like, "Why?" And I was like, "If I don't have an orange, I can't say her name. She's gonna beat me up." Oh, <laughs> so she's like, "What?" Mm-mm. So she goes up to the school. She threatens the teacher. If something happens to me, she threatens the principal. Oh, about this little tackhead girl. She called her tackhead, mm-hmm. and I still remember it because I still felt bad. She was bullying me, but. Yeah, I felt bad when she was getting yelled at because mm-hmm. my mom didn't care and she was yelling at her and everything. And then yeah. she told my older cousin, my older cousin came up and was like threatening her and I felt bad for her. But um, yeah, uh, I was buying friends um, even when they bullied me. I still mm. considered them friends. So mm. what about you, young Tanya? Who's <laughs> the young uh- Tanya? The young Tanya was similar to the young Michelle. (laughs) You know, I was shy. I was quiet. I was, but I was always really into books and I knew I was smart uh, when I was younger. Uh, And I didn't, the interesting part about me is I didn't say much. I was always thinking, constantly thinking and thinking. The issue for me with thinking is I was always thinking about the right thing to say so people would like me and think I was cool. And even though I felt smart, I wanted people to know it, not like a smart alecky way, but a, wow, she's just so smart. So I was always thinking of, I want to say something the right way. I don't want to say something wrong, uh, grammatically incorrect. I mean, I was thinking that way even in first, second grade, like I can't wow. say it wrong. I can't write it wrong. And I would cry <laughs> if I said something wrong in class. And I, I'll oh, never yes. forget one time I said Maryland. I didn't know it was Maryland because mm-hmm. it says Maryland. <laughs> and, so, and the funny part is You're the in um, second grade. I know just the other day, my daughter who's in second grade and she said uh and she says mommy um let me be your um um what did she say photographer and I said you mean photographer (laughs) and she says well it looks like and I was like you're absolutely right but I remember feeling that way when I was younger and not only that just trying to be nice you know just trying to be nice to everyone the weird part with me is that in the classroom, I was comfortable with raising my hand to answer the teacher's questions. I think I always looked at my teacher as a second parent and I wanted their approval and I wanted them to not just like me, but to love me. I, you know, I sought that even from my teacher in the sense of them saying, wow, you know, she's such a wonderful, you know, little girl and she does what she's supposed to do. And, and not even just in the classroom, but in being, you know, like that, you know, like they even give that citizen award to kids and stuff yeah. 
Um, but for me, the interesting part is that when it came to my classmates, more times than not, I would just think so much. And you know, I would think mm-hmm. so much that by the time I would figure out what to say or how to say it. And the thing is, I would know what to say from the beginning, but I would be processing. Should I say it this way? Should I say it that way? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll use this word. No, no, no. Use that word. And then I'd figure out what I want to say in the moments gone. (laughs) I'll never forget one time I remember. And this happened. I'm saying this one time, but this did not happen just one time. This is multiple occasions that this instance has happened. I wanted to play jump rope, whether it was double ju- double dutch or single or, you know, when we would uh, do one, two, three, hallelujah or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trying to get up the nerve to ask if I could play like I'd be on the sidelines and it would be either the cool girls or just any girls playing, mm-hmm. whether this was in the neighborhood or in the schoolyard. And I, I remember by the time I would come up with a script of what I was going to say, <laughs> recess was over, you know, because I, I was always looking for that end. Like, you know, I'm going to tell them, oh, wow, I, you guys are so good. Can I play, please? And the, and the thing is that I ought to, I think the issue with me is I automatically would think as a kid that I was going to be rejected. So I would come up with something in knowing or feeling that I was going to be rejected. So I would say, well, I know that I'm probably not as good as you. So I would already talk myself down. Yeah. I know I'm not already as good as you. But if you, I, you know, I can just turn the, the rope if you want, just so you let me play. And so <laughs> that was me. And I mean, I remember my mom uh, having to call, she would have me call in a pizza delivery order mm-hmm. and I would write out a script <laughs> for oh it. I was goodness. so nervous. So she would have me do an order so I could get in the habit of doing it. Yeah. Or even when we went to McDonald's or the local pizza place and she would make me speak up. I'm telling you, Michelle, my heart would be racing. I would be so <laughs> nervous. I didn't want to. I mean, once I said it, I was good. Yeah. And the crazy part is that I used to love being in plays when I was younger. I don't know. I guess there is this part of me where I felt uh, confident in some areas and just not when it came to people. I don't know if that makes sense, you know, Uh, but I I was definitely a pleaser. And, you know, that (laughs) similar like what you were saying with trying to buy people. Uh, I wanted to please my parents, my siblings, my relatives, my teacher, my classmates, and even some people I didn't even know. (laughs) And, And it was because I was set on this idea of everybody liking me Um, I would spend my last dime like you were saying like with the My Little Ponies you know I'd spend my Mm -hmm. last dime on someone else remember when we used to have the bazaar at school oh my gosh I'd be all excited I mean my mom didn't give me much maybe I got five dollars if I was lucky you know maybe I had ten you know like those kids (laughs) come in like I got twenty five dollars and you like I never made I got five (laughs) dollars I might hit it two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember spending every like you know. I never would buy myself anything. I would always think, I gotta get something for my mom and my sister and brother. And oh, I I'm gonna get something for this person and that person. And I was always thinking of myself last in that sense, you know. Wow. And I remember earning a few dollars. Uh, some of it came from I think it was tooth fairy money <laughs> uh, in grade school, mm. and I used them to buy nail You remember? 
annihilators, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I had them in every flavor. I remember I went to the corner <laughs> store. You remember like when we used to have to, you had to buy the cigar box for school to put your crayons oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, your yeah. pencils and everything in. Mm-hmm. I had a cigar box, like not just one. I had like two cigar boxes full of annihilators, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mind <laughs> was made up that once I supplied my entire class with a pack of peace and my teacher too, I remember it was, um, mm-hmm. it was, uh, Mrs. Gross and she, she asked for banana. <laughs> he did take one. Yes. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, oh, this is going to make me, you know, people are going to like me and they're going to see how nice I am and they're going to want to be my friend. And for that one day, I, I remember I had people coming up to me in the schoolyard asking, they're like, you the girl with the annihilators, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, and it was because, you know, um, um, and it's a middle school. So, you you know, to have the bigger kids come up to me and mm-hmm. ask me, am I the kid with the annihilators? It's like, hey. <laughs> yes, I am. And I was, I mean, I was proud of myself in that moment. And I just wanted to please people. And I, I didn't think about it in the sense where uh, it was just for that one day and mm-hmm. that people were associating me with the candy and not me just with being a nice person, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, even when I was younger, I, I felt... Uh, it, it, the thing that's interesting with me is even if I wanted to please people, if I knew something was wrong mm. or if my mom told me it was bad, I remember my mom would say, you know, you're not supposed to do, you know, use profanity or do this or do that. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I think that's something that uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that in looking back when I was younger is mm-hmm. that even if I had, I lost so many friends or like you were saying before, so-called friends when they would say, why don't you do this? You know, cause people love to see a fight and not mm-hmm. just adults, even kids, they like hit them, <laughs> fight them, you know, and they used to say a fight, you know, you go on, you go on fight them. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah. why don't you say this? I can't say that. And, and I mean, and kids don't like that phrase. My mom said, oh, man. No, <laughs> that was my phrase. Funny. My mom said, you're not supposed to do that. Well, Nobody cared what your mom, exactly. Nobody cared what your <laughs> mom said. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, but I, so I would say, yeah, uh, even still, I, when I look back on that, I'm still glad that I never got up, you know, the, I won't say got up the mic. I had up the mic to stand up and say, you know, even though I want to please people, I'm not going to do something that is just not within me to do, you know? Which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that we've talked a little about how we perceive ourselves, why don't we get into how we think others perceived us? Mm when we were younger using three or four words. Okay. (laughs) You know, looking back, I think people perceived me as a pushover and a nerd. I mean, I think they thought I was quiet too. Uh, Because I would hear people say this too. Mm -hmm. Certainly not cool. (laughs) Uh, I was, however, one of the go-to kids. That's why I was like, I felt smart, I guess, because I was one of the go-to kids when it came to homework. Mm -hmm. You know, know, like the one kid, yo, you do the homework. (laughs) I was that kid (laughs) that everybody would come to. Yo, you do the homework. You get number three. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. the weird part is I knew that was wrong to give the answer, but it's, you know, it's that inner conflict where okay I don't give the answer and then 
I'm outed even further as not being cool. I give the answer and the teacher's not going to be happy about that. So a lot of times what I would do is say, please don't tell Miss such and such. I gave you the answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when they would they would talk to me. And so yeah. the cool kids are talking to me and I'm like, OK, I take what I can get. <laughs> so, See, that's uh, where we were different with yeah. the homework and the... <laughs> Being super smart. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's weird. I, I remember some of my classmates who I would consider friends. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, even as we're talking about this, of course, you and I were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we can probably even share our own perception of each other. You know, too, mm-hmm. uh, but. I remember people, they observe how I didn't talk much. And these are, you know, kids observing. And I remember even on my report card, they don't do, I'm not sure they do that anymore. They have that section where it says remarks. And then the teacher writes down a few, I guess they type them up now. And it would always say, you know, Tanya is a very diligent student or Tanya is a bright young lady, but she's very quiet. If she's not raising her hand to answer a question, she does not interact mm-hmm. with her classmates and it wasn't me being rude or anything mm-hmm. or, or people my classmates saying how come you always when they did say how come you always looking sad or how come you always looking mean and it was probably because I was always thinking mm-hmm. and that, that you know the the face that I would have when I'm sad when I, you know I'm sad is the same or me or someone's think I'm being mean is the same face that I have when I'm just thinking about something intently you know mm-hmm. uh, but then there were some who were just down right mean oh gosh you remember yeah. some of them yeah, <laughs> I got I this one story you'll remember uh, and they I think they just some people perceived me as a target you know they're bullies yeah. and yeah. I'm I'm the ideal target the person who's really nice and who will give my homework and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it was it was crazy because no matter what I did to make myself invisible you know, like you try and mm-hmm. stay out their way. I couldn't yeah. get out the peripheral for anything. I mean, no. I, you know, and then you try to play defense. I remember that was when like tape, you know, tapes were in. And I, I remember making my little mixed tapes and stuff like with the latest music on it and giving answers to homework problems and thinking, OK, I'm going to hook you up. And when I say the mixtapes, I would just I would even, you know, like that's when the Word Up magazine or, you know, uh, doing all of that. Yeah. No, what I would do is I would cut out a cop like. Like, you know, oh, if there's gosh. a picture of the artist and I yeah. would find the picture and set it up and tape it in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> tell- I was, I mean, I know that's counterfeiting, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as a kid, I was, you yeah. know, trying to be clever and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna hook them up real good. And they'd be like, oh, thanks. And it, it didn't, ma- it didn't matter. Give me another one next week. What yep. you got? <laughs> yep. And and so it's like, I'll never forget the time um when these boys it was three of them and they they took my starter jacket from the cloakroom and it was when we had a snow day mm-hmm. and i remember you remember miss marshall Mm-hmm. And um and she you know and I and she's like okay everybody you know you're gonna get your stuff together and I I asked if I could go to the restroom because I had to go to the bathroom before we were leaving mm-hmm. and I came back and my coat's gone and th- I couldn't find it anywhere these guys had spit like you know that nasty hawk spit like you know I'm not gonna make the noise but mm-hmm. all over my coat they burned holes in it with a lighter. 
you know, because they were the, the so-called cool kids who, you know, probably were smoking those funny cigarettes, as my grandma would say. And this is middle school. I remember you know? this. Yes, I and, do remember this. And, and they, uh, oh, it's hard. All, all of them are actually, they've been in, in and out of jail, just to let you know. Yeah. Well, once, um, I, I think I saw, uh, well, this was years ago. I don't know where he is now. When I say years ago, this was at least 10 years ago. And I saw him with an eight ball jacket. Yes. So that goes to tell you right there. He, that, he's on uh, drugs. He's, yeah, he's on drugs. I mean, and I, I mean, I don't think, I mean, obviously I don't want anyone to be on drugs, but no, I, but, yeah. it stays with me, you know, yeah. even after all those years, it stays with me. I'll never forget mm-hmm. in my face. They would tell me how I was corny and how nobody likes me and everything. But then when they got caught from this incident, which actually um, this and a couple of other things wound up getting them expelled. Uh, I'll never forget when we had to sit across from the vice principal, you know, uh, Huey. (laughs) With the white painted shoes. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, And they questioned. I mean, I always think about that incident anyway, where I feel like even in looking back on that as an adult, it was inappropriate because I don't think he should have had them sitting right across from me, questioning them in front of me because I was already intimidated and scared. And so I'll never forget. They went on and on about, well, you know, she's just so nice. And why would we ever do anything like that to her? You know, Um, but yeah, it, it just I guess it just stayed with me when I think about that whole perception and how uh, just going through a lot during my pre-adolescent years. I mean, mm-hmm. even beyond that, but we're focusing on that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, whether it was with home life or stuff, I think that just didn't make it any easier on me. And I just came to the realization that no one liked me because I was focusing on what these bullies were doing. And so, you know, it's crazy how sometimes all you need is a handful of people to give you a certain uh, perspective or to make you look at yourself a certain way. And you start thinking that everybody perceived you that way. And, you know, it's got to the point where I even thought that people perceived me as ugly, you know, Mm. nobody wants you, nobody likes you. And mind you, it wasn't everybody saying this, but it was enough of those bullies bullies where that's how I felt you know I remember people would stare at me and they would you know um like and that's the one thing we had in common and we mentioned that in one of our early like what was this like our first or second episode Mm -hmm. about how we became friends because we both have the mold between our Mm -hmm. eyebrows and I remember people saying you'd be pretty if it wasn't for that mold (laughs) and this is grade school you know middle school and I remember wanting to wear glasses so I could cover it up or Mm -hmm. I remember like wishing I could just get surgery and get it removed you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I think that what's interesting in looking back sometimes I wonder if the perception I believe others had about me if it was all in my head like I was saying because of these bullies yeah, uh, and you know me just feeling uncool and I guess it's interesting, you know. So, so let's get to you, Michelle. What about you? <laughs> um, uh, I don't, and it's crazy. I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how people perceive me because I don't, I guess I'm like, I just do me. Um, I'm blessed that I never really put a lot of emphasis on like how people perceive me. Mm. But if I have to think like just by their actions, I would think that they thought of me as a punk because mm. I was bullied. Um, I was quiet. 
Um, and and maybe weird because I was like the awkward black girl. So <laughs> what were you, I'm, I'm just what were you bullied? Oh my gosh, I was bullied. Maybe I was too busy being bullied myself that I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I felt girl. like. Well, then I felt you were a step up. Then you must have been because a step up for me because I feel like you know it was an everyday occurrence for me. My bullying was when I started getting a little cute. Okay, and, okay, and the girl was like three o'clock. They do they fist like oh this. so yours is more like, like this like okay yeah. well I was getting it from both sides I was getting bullied from boys and girls no, I got yeah I just got bullied from the girls gotcha uh, the act the the way the boys would mm-hmm. like respond to me especially if they you know back in the day they slap your butt you're like ah stop like mm-hmm. eh, eh. that's probably why I thought you were so cool that was a beat down <laughs> no then I had to run home because that girlfriend or whoever she thought was the girlfriend was gonna whoop me. <laughs> I was like just weird. I felt awkward. Like mm. I was like I didn't fit in. Really? Um, I never yeah. I never got that you impression. I oh thought God, you I was were... bully. Yeah. No. Not no, as I thought... much as you. Yeah. Because I used to want to jump in your body and just be like, oh, I want to say this. <laughs> but, um... I never thought, I mean, I always thought that you were cool. And I, and I mean, if I'm honest, there was always this part of me that's like, I'm, I'm glad that that was the one thing that made me glad about having the mold because then I mm-hmm. felt like you wouldn't have been my friend otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I, I mean, because no, seriously, because I was just like, wow, she wants to be friends with me. Wow, you know, because like I didn't have many, you know, I didn't have many people who were clamoring to be friends with me. And no. so, yeah, no, and the, the, the cool thing is like friend by association because yeah. then, then if I'm your friend, her. you know, yep. if I'm your friend and then you got these other friends and then I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> And know about the jump rope because remember I used to I couldn't jump double dutch for nothing yeah. I used to be turning you could have turned with me like I didn't know <laughs> that you were like trying to figure out I would have been like can Tanya play you know mm-hmm. I would have brought you in because mm-hmm. I was awkward I just tried things like yeah. I, I used, they used to try to teach me how to jump then they like girl get out the way like mm-hmm. I just couldn't but I was always willing to try things wow so awkward I really did because I wasn't as decent as those other people yeah I didn't have the nice clothes you know I my clothes but you to me you were always nicely stuff. put it, this is really oh. eye-opening you know thrift store clothes I would have never known I used to oh my god we're always nicely put together <laughs> I still remember when you're when you were younger and your mom took you to Franklin Mills and y'all mm-hmm. wore like all these clothes and I was just like oh my god they must be rich that is so nice like you got like Old Navy y'all got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from Old Navy <laughs> and I was just like man that is so nice because I'm <laughs> from the thrift store <laughs> but I don't know like it's just that inner thing like and it's so weird mm-hmm. she thought I was cool but I was I felt awkward mm-hmm. because I wasn't cool like the kids that I would be with Mm-hmm. Um, well, you apparently were cool, one. but you were cool. You were cool enough for them to want to be with you. So, if you think about what their perception might have been, it may have been that you're cool enough to hang out with us. You think so? I don't know. You I had. I mean, cool people don't. I mean, well, I guess some cool people might have pity on people, and they might, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, like I. I mean, sometimes I used to hope, like, you know, because my sister was the cool one. Like, they'd be like, "Oh, yo, you Tadisha's sister." All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so sometimes I was I was banking on that. Yeah. You know what? And it's not saying to toot my horn or anything like that, but I think too that it had something to do with the boys liking me. Uh huh. Like that the girls wanted to hang around me, but I didn't like the boys because I was scared. Like yeah. I was, you know, I 
still remember. Oh my gosh, I hate to say his name, Jerome. You remember Jerome? I remember guys. Jerome. Yes. Yes, I said. I remember crush we, on had, him. Yeah, we had the um. Who was it that uh? Puerto Rican, we, I think. No, he was not. He was mixed. He was half white, half black. Everyone oh, thought okay. he was Puerto Rican. I remember okay. his mom came up to the school one time. Okay. And because you know I was always thinking and observing, so I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. And so yes, he was he was half white, half black. His mom was white, and his dad Ooh. was black. But his dad wasn't really in the picture. Why? I like knew everyone's story. You knew all of this. Yeah, now, see, I liked him, but yeah. I didn't like the other. Everybody guy. liked him. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's yeah. I, I ran home from a lot of beatings because it was uh, quite a few girls. And then I kind of got out of a lot of beat ups because of my cousin. So yeah. once they found out who my cousin was, it's like, eh, yeah, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. But I got threatened a lot. I think I might have mm. got punched a couple times. Really? Yeah. I've never been in a fight before. I mean, I've been threatened and everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you remember Kay? I'm just giving the yeah. first. She wanted to fight me like almost every year. <laughs> Like every year, for some reason, she wanted to, you know, she was, what's his, uh, well, it's, everybody knows a Spanky, but she was, you know, Spanky's sister. And I remember like every, like every year she wanted to fight me for some crazy reason. And she was supposed to be in our grade, but she had felt, that's when they could fail you as many times as they wanted. Yeah. She was like three grades behind <laughs> by the time it was over with. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know where she is now, yeah. but Oh, and it would be just stupid stuff like you looked at me and I'm like huh <laughs> so, and it's funny because we used to walk together yeah she lived like on, like kind of but on she, the thing she is that's the street, thing but... is she was cool with you that's why yeah. I was always like friend by association yeah she'll leave me alone and she'll be like oh yeah you're Michelle's friend it didn't work Thanks. but <laughs> but see I feel bad because I wasn't tough enough to be like yo don't leave her don't mess with her I was mm-hmm. just like Ugh. you on your own Tanya <laughs> Yeah, you, you with me, but I, you want yeah. <laughs> And I mean, she was, I mean, she was a beast in those streets. I mean, yeah. for real. You know? I remember, yeah, mm-hmm. she was. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew her for fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she actually fought for me one time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. If I'm honest, I'll never forget one time. Um, that's when, like, everybody was come, uh, like, when people were wearing the gold, you know, the figure eight earrings. Mm-hmm. And people were snatching them left and right. And for some reason, I guess someone from our school was doing it uh, to the neighboring school. Mm -hmm. And the neighboring school, uh, that's, you know, we're all on uh, SEPTA bus, uh, our our transit system. And they came up to, I remember it was at 4th and Erie, like the one street over, like where you get on the 47 bus. Uh And it was a gang of them. And I remember she was there and it was a few other people. I'll just give her first initial. V was there. Do you remember? Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, we're all looking. And she's cool. She was always cool with me. And yeah. That was the one thing I liked is that she always treated me really nice. And I always thought she was cool. And she was always real fly. She was yeah. All, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> and I remember they came up there looking for anybody who went to our school and they was going to beat them down. And I remember that she was talking so much smack. I don't care. I'll fight all y'all. This, mm. that, and the other. I mean, we're in middle school. Like, mm. For real, <laughs> they came up with bats and everything, and I'll never forget. I'm looking like, oh my! I was like, out. I was like terrified. And the first thing I did is I went into. Um, this was on the corner where there was a bar, 
Mm-hmm. And I remember I went into the bar and I was like, excuse me, I know I'm not supposed to be in here, <laughs> but there's about to be a really big fight. Can you please, you know, come out and stop it or call, you know, call the police. And I know people probably would look at me like you a rat, but like, I'm, tr- I mean, listen, no. I'm like, I'm not getting in this fight for anybody. <laughs> and I'll never forget. She, she, I mean, like they just started like welling on any and everybody. And I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. That was the one time when I did, that's when um, Tanisha had already graduated and mm-hmm. one of the people knew her. And I was saying her name with the quickness, like, they're like, yo, yo, you look familiar. Who, how I know you? I'm like, my sister, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yo, leave her alone. I'm like, thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but I'll never forget that. And um, the girl was like, you ain't going to fight for me. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I was, I didn't say anything. I was like thinking to myself, uh, no, no, like you fight me every year. Why on earth would I, why on earth would I jump in a fight for you? And every year you want to fight me. And now, I mean, like now you're on your own. <laughs> when that bus came, like me and V and a few others loaded up on that wow. bus with the quickness. <laughs> and they were still out there fighting. I was like, mm-mm. Mm, too bad, too bad, so sad. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so now that we set the foundation, I think it's time that we share our letters to our childhood selves. You know, Michelle, why don't you start us off? Okay, I'm going to make mine short and sweet because it's a young <laughs> show. <laughs> Dear little show, Aww. everything you're going through will only make you stronger. It will not kill you. Remember, diamonds are created under pressure. So rest assured, you will make it through your tough times. I need you to toughen up and fight back. You got this, honey. Look at it this way. If you don't learn to fight as a kid, you won't know how to fight as a woman. Mm. The more you practice fighting as a kid, will only make you a better fighter as a woman. Oh gosh, you talking about <laughs> physical fighting or what kind physical of fighting? fighting? Oh gosh, fighting, getting it in. Don't be scared. <laughs> I really, really want you to believe in yourself. Mm. You have this. Don't worry about others believing in you. Do it yourself. Mm. You are beautiful. You belong here. God did not make a mistake when He made you. You have an important purpose to carry out. Hold tight, baby girl, and enjoy the fun yet fast and sometimes very scary ride called life. I love you. You got this. All right, Tanya, it's your turn. We're listening. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Dear Tanya, you may not feel like you are, but you're special. And even as a child, you're impacting more people than you think. I know it's tough not to have many friends and struggling to fit in without compromising your values, but I'm proud of you. I know there were times when you just wanted to run away or wished you were someone else, cooler, pretty, loved and admired by all. First, I'm glad you never physically ran away, even though you would often go in your head and feel too nervous or shy to speak up. Second, you've always been pretty. Your spirit and willingness to help others brings forth that beauty. Also, I know this may be difficult to hear or possibly process as a child, but remember that you don't necessarily love and admire everybody, so it's okay if everybody doesn't love and admire you. Just hold on to your good intentions, kindness, and innocence and continue to treat people with kindness and love even when they're not that way towards you you never know what someone else is going through 
That was so nice. <laughs> that was so nice. Look, I'm telling my girl to be bad. And you're like, no, stay, hold tight to who you are. I love that, Tanya. That was so nice. Oh. That was nice and naughty. <laughs> Tanya, this conversation and sharing our journey from our ch- childhood was intense, but cathartic. Yes. Cathartic. <laughs> Lethargic. <laughs> Oh, Look, that made me think about. I, I'm loving that YouTube in the beninging. Did you see that yet? That no. man that can't say beginning in the oh. beninging. That is me. <laughs> that was me with traje- trajectory the other day. Like, okay, <laughs> but let me get back focused. It stirred up some feelings that been that has been buried deep down for a minute. I'm just hoping I'll be mentally and emotionally ready for this part too. Yes, you know, same here, Michelle. I'm sure I speak for you when I say we hope our listeners were moved by our letters. It'll Mm -hmm. take the time to write letters to their younger selves as well, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, We would love to support you all on your journeys and hope you'll follow us on Instagram at nice.naughty.40. That's four zero. Or join our Facebook group, Nice, Naughty, and 40. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss part two as we reflect on our adulthood from our late teens and 20s and up. This is going to be good. Yes. For, <laughs> for now, we have to leave you with our motivational quote. And um, yeah, this is one that I love. And it is actually one that is on my um, signature for my emails. Okay. I love this quote. It's by the lovely Maya Angelou. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. The reason I did this is um, today I thought it was good because we're talking about our ch- childhood and how people made us feel. We still remember it in our 40s, you know, mm-hmm. and when we're talking about it, we can actually feel it still because it just that's how impactful it is. And yes. it's just we have to t- teach our younger kids, you know, yes, it is a rite of passage with teasing and things like that. But you got to remember what you do will impact people for a lifetime. You know, so I not try to live my life like that um, every day. I try to always treat people the way I want to be treated and always remember, like they're going to remember how I made them feel, not what I did for them, but how I actually listened to them and, you know, made them feel important. That's that's important. You know, so what do you think, Tanya? I would say exactly what you said, Michelle, that I think oftentimes we get caught up. And having to do, like we even said in our uh, experiences and falling into that trap of trying to buy people when we were younger and Mm -hmm. give them my little ponies or (laughs) nowlaters or something. And how I explain how that only lasted just for that one day when I did that. And Mm -hmm. when I think about how it made me feel or even how it made them feel. And how that can be something that goes on for a lifetime. I I think it's just, you know, it definitely blows my mind how a lot of our stories and a lot of our experiences are with us how many decades later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fresh. And yeah. as we're sharing those stories, maybe our memory's a little foggy. Maybe we forgot a name of someone, but we remember how we felt 
Mm-hmm. And it can be something that's positive or something that's negative. And like you said, that's one of the reasons that even in writing a letter to myself that I try to focus on, what are my intentions? Am I doing something to make someone feel good? Uh, mm-hmm. Am I doing something to be positive? And no, not everybody is going to uh, perceive or receive what I'm doing the same way. But I think if my intention is to make someone feel happy or to make someone feel good about themselves or even mm-hmm. not even just about someone else, but how what it does for me, how does it make me feel mm-hmm. when I'm doing this action that yeah. it can definitely make a world a difference you know yes yes until next time whatever you do live your best life by loving yourself